What's up, Fuse? Hey, welcome back to a few weeks of Fuse where we're talking through spiritual practices. Now, before that kind of seems old and it may be kind of boring to you, what we're talking about is all of us know what practice is. All of us know whether you are a musician and you know you play the guitar, you play the piano, maybe you have an instrument for school, or you're an athlete, maybe you're a cheerleader, you're a dancer, you play a sport, or maybe it's just that you're a gamer, right? And you love to, to get better at the things you do. We know that there's kind of a simple formula that if you want to improve in something, you've got to practice. We all know it to be true here, but what we wanted to do for a few weeks is is talk about how in the Bible and in our life with God, there are things that we need to practice. Very practical, very simple things that if we do them, our walk with God will improve. Our life with God will get better. All of us kind of start practicing under the same idea. It's kind of it's kind of mundane. It's kind of the same thing over and over again. But if you've ever done something long enough to get better at it, you realize, man, there's a there's a time where you start to look back on practice and go, man, I can't wait to practice. I can't wait to get back in. And because if you practice, you get better. And so what we're talking about for a few weeks are some spiritual practices aimed at helping us grow into more like Jesus. And so this is kind of the definition that we're going for. Spiritual practices are training in the ways of Jesus in order to get close to Jesus and become like Jesus. So here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to take your phone out. I want you to text practice to 30303 if you haven't already. And we're going to send you some content that's going to help you put into practice some of the things that we're talking about. So here's the deal. Why are we practicing? Well, it's very simple. There's this guy in the Bible named Paul who he meets Jesus, right? Jesus dies on the cross. He come back, comes back to life. This, this guy named Paul meets him. It changes his life. He becomes a believer. And then he gets sent out by Jesus to go and, and help plant churches in all these other areas. And his job when he got to these areas was to help these new believers like you and like me to develop habits and patterns and thoughts and theologies and all these certain things that are gonna help them grow and become more like Jesus. We've talked about it. God has a very specific plan for your life. And it is that you and I would grow more into the image of God's son. And so he gives these practices in his letter to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter four, he says, train yourself for godliness because physical training, bodily training, right? It's of some value. The way you care for yourself, the way you eat, the way you exercise, the way that you take care of your body, it matters. But it doesn't matter as much as the way you take care of your soul, the way that you train yourself for godliness because godliness matters now in this life and in the life to come. So why are we training? We're training so that we can become more like Jesus. But what are we practicing? What is it that we're supposed to be training? Well, that same guy, Paul, In the book of Philippians, he writes a letter to the church in Philippi and he basically says this, all these things you've seen me do, all these things you've seen me teach you, that you've heard me unpack to you, that you've watched in my personal life. Okay, so imagine if Paul was your fuse group leader and he's taught you how to read the Bible, he showed you how to sing, he's walked you through, you know, confessing and and all these these certain things. He says, all these things that you've seen me do, put those into practice. Why? Because practice doesn't make perfect practice makes permanent. And so for a few minutes, I want to walk through the spiritual practice of confession and forgiveness. Now, if you're like me, I grew up in church and I grew up in church around people who loved church and loved God, but were very, very religious. And they seemed like they were angry. There was a lot of, um, 
There was a lot of, you know, people that seemed like they were mad about God. But the reality is I heard a lot about confessing and forgiving growing up. And I didn't have the same understanding about it that I do now. If you read throughout the Bible, you understand this, this, this idea of confession is a really big deal. Basically, the point of confession is this. It's just admitting. Just, just admit it, right? The book of Romans would say that in order to become saved, in order to receive the free gift of salvation, there has to be a confession. There has to be this moment where we say, you know what? I don't just think it. I don't just hope it to be true. I am saying that I believe. I'm admitting that I believe Jesus is Lord, right? There's this, this heart of confession that's there. But in our own personal life, after we have this, uh, this initial confession, there, there needs to be more of a practice of consistent confession, not just this confession that Jesus is Lord, but this daily confession, this, this, this rhythmic confession to keep me free. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, here's a scripture to work through. It says this, if we say we have no sin, right? If we say we don't sin anymore, we deceive ourselves, okay? And the truth isn't in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the reason I love this, okay, I used to read this verse and get really scared and think, oh no, that means if I, if I sin, if I mess up, if I don't confess it to somebody, does that mean I'm not gonna be forgiven? But if you read the rest of the Bible, there's just no way that's what that means. What it means is this, that once you believe in Christ, once you believe in Jesus as Lord and you receive his payment for your sins, you're forgiven. But once you learn how freeing it is to be open and honest about who you are, the way that you're growing, the way you're changing, you learn to live the life that God has planned for you. Free from shame, free from regret, free from fear, the bondage of your sin and your slavery. The truth is this, we were created to live this light, free life that doesn't have our head in the sand and pretend like we don't sin anymore. No, 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 that says, you know what? There is sin in my life but I'm confessing it to my fuse group, to my leader, to my community, to my friends in hopes that I begin to walk from that and start to feed the spirit and live a free forgiven life in light of what Jesus has already done for me. So confession is this habit of just admitting who you are. Admit the truth about your life. So here's a few things you can confess, ready? Confess thoughts you have that you didn't wanna have. There's things that go through your mind that pop into your head that you feel guilty about. Confess those, text it to your fuse group. Hey guys, thought about this. Hey girls, thought about this. And I didn't want to. I just want you to know that because I don't wanna live in, in shame and regret. I don't want to just be tied down by bondage. I wanna live a life of confession. Confess feelings you had that you didn't try to have. Right? How many of you know sometimes you're, you just feel things that you didn't want to feel, that you didn't try to feel? Confess those, share those so that they don't become and develop a stronghold in your life. Confess actions that you took that you weren't proud of, right? We all have these things in our life that I may be a, I may be a Christian, I love Jesus, I'm, I'm trying to follow him and become more like him, but I still do things that I don't love to do sometimes. So what do you do? You develop the spiritual practice of confession so that that thing that you did doesn't become a habit that you keep doing over and over and over again. So we have this, this, uh, this spiritual practice of confessing or admitting who you actually are. It doesn't do any good to pretend you're someone you're not. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help your friends. And by the way, God's not shocked. He sees who you actually are. So let's build the spiritual practice of confession. So now I wanna talk about the spiritual practice of forgiveness. If you read the teachings of Jesus, you will understand that forgiveness is a main focal point of some of Jesus' teachings. Here's the idea of forgiveness. 
It's just canceling a debt. Put it very simple. Let's say you owned a restaurant. I came in and I ordered $100 worth of dinner, right? Because I'm ready to go to a restaurant. I want a nice steak. Give, give it all to me. You give me this great meal. Then at the end, I go to pay, hand you my card. My card doesn't work. And I don't have any other cards. So what happens? Well, what happens is I owe a debt because you gave me something. I couldn't pay you for it. So I owe a debt to the tune of a hundred bucks. Forgiveness would be if you own the restaurant and you came to me and you said, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's on the house. That's the idea of forgiveness. And what we see in Christ is so amazing. We see that Jesus modeled for us the ability to extend forgiveness in a way that changed people forever. So here's the practice to put into place consistently. Is there someone in your life who's wronged you? Is there a friend that says something that hurt your feelings? Is there a parent that was short with you and it made you feel bad? Is there a, a, a someone in your neighborhood who, who took something from you? Is there somebody that has set out to do wrong to you? Well, here's the spiritual practice that helps us grow more into the image of God's son. Cancel their debt. Forgive them. Show them that God in Christ has already forgiven you in the same way. If you know there's someone that you've wronged, somebody that you talked about, somebody that you lied about, something that you've done that you know hurt someone, ask them to forgive you. Humble yourself and call them or text them and say, hey, would you forgive me for that? So here's how you can put it into practice this week. Here's how you can practice these things. I would encourage you, confess, admit something to your Fuse Group leader or to your Fuse Group, to your parents, to somebody in your name. Admit who you are. Is there something you're struggling with that nobody knows about? Admit it. Is there something that you've struggled with in the past that's come back up that somebody used to know about and now you pretend like it doesn't happen anymore? Come on, admit it. Is there somebody that you've wronged? Call them and ask them for forgiveness. Is there somebody that's wronged you? Call them and cancel their debt. And let's together embrace the spiritual practice of confession and forgiveness in order that we might grow more into the image of God's son, Jesus. So let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for your call and your challenge to us that as we extend forgiveness to others, it's so much more that we realize the forgiveness that we've been given in Christ. That as we begin to boldly confess who we are, where we're struggling, how we're growing, that it encourages the world around us because they see that we're okay being honest with our flaws because we're okay embracing the fullness of the sacrifice you made for us in Christ. So Father, I pray over everyone who sees this that they would walk in the freedom of confession and walk in the encouragement of forgiveness as we together embrace what it looks like to become more like Jesus. So Father, do these things in Jesus' name, amen.